All right, you guys, I have a very special guest for you today, my best friend, Heidi. We have known each other for eight years, and we live together. We literally shared a room together. We have co-created our lives together. We have supported each other in starting multiple different businesses. We've manifested each other's partners through each other, and she is just a wealth of knowledge, information, energy. She's someone who truly believes in you and brings this you can do anything energy to anyone that she touches. And she has a podcast called the Power Femme Podcast, which is absolutely incredible. Highly recommend you checking it out. And she also coaches clients. She helps people truly manifest their best life. And this conversation honestly was so fun. It was just two best friends shooting the shit, talking about manifesting our lives. And there's a lot of really juicy stuff in there. We got deep, we laughed, we cried. And I think you're going to really enjoy this one. Heidi, welcome to the show. We have been friends for over eight years, which is crazy. We've lived together. We even shared a room together. Our beds were almost touching. (laughs) Our beds were almost touching. (laughs) And when I think back on that period of our lives, it is, it holds such a special place in my heart. And I think that we are both living now the dreams that we kind of like put in place during that time. Totally. It's wild. It's so crazy. And I was really thinking about it when I was thinking about this podcast and I'm like, what do we like? We have such a special, we have such a special relationship. And when we lived together, I was like, it was like magic. Like, I know what were we doing? Like, I I was like, we should talk about that. (laughs) I know. No. Okay. Well, here's what I think. I don't know. Like some people in your life, like they're in it because they're meant to be. And like, we were meant to be like, I almost could have not met you. We were literally walking out of a concert with like how many thousands of people. And like, you were with somebody that I like knew from, I think like first grade or something. And she looked completely different. And I caught her out of the corner of my eye and I was like, oh my God. And you were just with her. Like I could have completely, we could have completely missed each other. And then we kept like bumping into each other in random places, in random places. And we were in a different state when we met. And then we like literally bumped into each other in the city in Atlanta, like in the suburbs in Atlanta. It was weird. In downtown Buckhead one time we like walked into each other. No. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it was just one of those things where the universe was just like literally guiding us together. And I think that like energetically we're, we were just destined to meet each other. I agree. And we both met our current partners, your fiance Uh through each other. Fucking wild. It is so crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. And you know, what's beautiful about us is that we've laughed together. We've cried together. We've, you've truly feel like a sister. I can lean on you. We can fight. We can fucking get it all together and be fine, yeah. you know? And I think that our friendship has been one where we've grown so much and we've held each other so accountable. We partied together. Like we literally were in our party era. <laughs> We were in our single girl party era. Do you remember that one 
That one party. The one weekend. The one weekend. Loud. <laughs> oh, loud. Oh, loud. So um, and we went through that whole stage and then we went through the whole like, let's get our lives together and like, let's read all these personal development books. And we were like, oh my God, we were sharing our dreams together. We traveled together and like we started getting healthy and working out together. And, and then like you, we met our partners, like not that far off from each other. And so like, we've literally just like unfolded this beautiful, I've just seen you through every single era, you know, our businesses, we started our businesses together. We both moved across the country and it's been one where it's like, maybe we're not always on the same page at the same time, but it's always been a friendship where like one of us is brave enough to take the leap and the other supports. And then it's like, Oh, but like no gatekeeping and I'm not holding back either. Like I'm turning back around. Here's my hand, like take the leap with me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that female, good female friendships when you're on this like entrepreneurial journey and even just, just a life journey is very underrated. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have just supported each other so much. Like we're like check-ins, we have masterminds. Yeah. Like, and it's it's like, you know, we can pay for coaching and we can pay for support. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, what about kind of reaching out to your friendships that you mm. don't pay for? It's just this like give right. and receive of energy that you've nurtured over time and allow that to it's like, how can I help you and how can you help me? Yeah. And if we, we, I feel like we both come together with that attitude yeah. of like, I'm your biggest fucking fan. And you're like, I'm your biggest fucking fan. And then like magic happens. I know. I know. Oh, I really do feel that. Like, I do feel like we are each other's biggest fans, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I, I I think it gets harder and harder to make these kinds of friendships too, as you get older, especially like in your mid twenties, like, God, there were so many friendships that I had that I felt like, Oh, this person's going to be in my life forever. This is my new best friend. Like, I don't know. I've, I'm like, this is my new best friend. But like you, if I like could count on a hand of like new people I met in my twenties, cause I have friends, like, you know, I'm getting married and a lot of my bridesmaids are all people I've known for like 10 plus years. And like, you're literally the one friend that I've met in my twenties who has like consistently been by my side, you know? And I think we just, we're so aware of what the other person is going through and the depth of our personal lives. And we know like what each other's biggest dreams are. And so it's almost like I'm fucking invested in your life. I'm like, you yeah. better show up, you know? <laughs> yeah, we are. Because it's like your success is my success and my success is your success. Oh. And I think, I think we all should look at the relationships in our lives like that. Yeah. And if everyone did that, then we would have less like competition. We mm-hmm. would have less suffering and we would have more like we're on this ride together. We're elevating together. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And I think back to that time together when we lived together all the time and I'm like, Oh my God. And I feel like you and I brought different things to the table that we helped each other with. And I feel like something that you, I was really thinking about it. I'm like, what was it that really like sparked this, this growth era for us? Mm -hmm. And I think one thing was that like, for me, I was already kind of on this like fitness journey. So I was like open to this growth, but 
you know, before I met you, I had never heard of manifestation. Like I had never heard of like the law of attraction, um, like any of that, you know, like how to program your mind and all of these things. And I feel like something that you brought to me that I think you bring to everyone in your life is that you, you ask them to dream and then dream bigger. And then you're like, and you believe in them. Mm. And I think a lot of people, and it kind of makes me emotional. No, I'm like, are we going to cry? I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. But I think a lot of people don't let themselves dream big. And, and we don't believe in ourselves enough. And having someone who's like, no, like I see your potential and like whatever you're thinking about, like think bigger and like, Mm. I believe in you and you can do that thing. Wow. And I feel like that is super powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. That's so nice. And I, I don't know why, but like, I love that you never heard of manifestation until you met me because like, it's all I talk about and I'm like, I'm just obsessed. And I've always been fascinated with that idea that like you can create your reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when um, did you first, like, have you always felt that way or was there a time that that shifted? Oh my God. So honestly, so I, I've shared this with you. It's not something I've talked about publicly though. So, you know, when I was in high school, honestly, like my childhood was fucking sad. Like it was not great. My parents got divorced. Like I had a lot of just like horrible things happen in my childhood, just like not stable. You know, like I had parents that loved me so fucking much and I'm so grateful to them. And they're both like super amazing entrepreneurs and they taught me so much but like I didn't have a unified family unit. So I would say I was, ex- I was an extremely angry kid. Like I was emo. Like I, when Afro Levine came out, I like had a tie. I like wore, you know what I mean? Like I truly like, I'm this bubbly bright person that you see now, but like I had a lot of anger, I think. And, um, you know, it was when I was in high school, like my, I have always had a big dream. I don't know. I always just kind of like saw this big vision for myself. Like I don't know. When I was little, I was already kind of speaking things into existence. And my mom has always been that way. And I think she really influenced that in me. So like, I always kind of, I always was in a space of like, my life is not what I want it to be. I like have no choice, but to dream bigger. Like I have to think of something other than this. So like from a little, from a young age, I was very ambitious. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be an actress. Like I could, I have like vivid memories of being a child and like literally envisioning, like seeing this like older version of me. It's like the most vivid vision ever. I, I like, I was like seven, my parents were married. I was in their house and I was just like having this vision of me, like running around, like older, this like happy version of me. And she was confident. And like, I, I like, I've always kind of just tried to pursue being that. And at a young age, like I always wanted to be an actress. And when my parents got divorced, my mom moved me to, I convinced my mom to like move to LA. And even as a young girl, I was telling my friends, like in the shallow end of the pool, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to Beverly Hills high school and I'm going to be a star. Like I literally used to say this to them, you know? And, 
And I don't know if it's something that my mom like planted in my head or if I just knew that already, but, um, and it's super weird cause what child says that and even knows what that means. Right. But I swear that's what I was doing. And so I convinced my mom, you know, I would like cry every day after school. Like I hated going to school. I hated where we grew up. Um, everything I never fit in. I was always made fun of for being this redhead. Like, oh my God, I was angry. You know, I was aggro and I convinced my mom to move to LA and like, she moved me to Beverly Hills. And I just remember being like, Whoa, like I manifested this. Like I was like, I like thought about this in my head before I like realized this. And it's funny because I think in life, when you have like a big dream or a big goal, it's interesting you like attain it and you're like, this ain't it. You know what I mean? Like there have been so many times in my life where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm doing this thing that like I said I was going to do. And like, but I'm not happy, you know? And it wasn't that like being in LA didn't make me happy. I was faced with a ton of financial struggles at, you know, by the time I was like 17, like we were just struggling to pay our bills, pay our rent. But like, I was surrounded by wealth. Like my best friend's mom was picking me up for school in her Bentley. Like we were at my best friend's house and like, we needed popcorn. Like we picked up the phone and like, their like maid brought it to us. Like, I was just like, Whoa, what is this? You know? And so I think I just, in that time, like eventually we reached a point where I was like, so fucking broke. And I was sharing a bed with a girl, on my cheerleading squad. And I was like literally buying food stamps for us. Like, or I was buying groceries with food stamps for us. And like, I was super angry at that point too. And that was when, you know, I like got an actual hard copy of the secret. And like, I read this book and I think it was like the first book I ever finished, you know, like for real. And I was like, oh my God, this thing like tells me that I create my world with my mind. Like I've done that. I have evidence of that. And actually my mom showed me the secret, like, when I, right when my parents got divorced, I was in second grade, I think I was eight years old or something. And I think my mom was like, just trying to help us like have a good mindset through their divorce. And she played the secret for us in her apartment. And I just remember watching it. So it's like, I kind of grew up on those principles of like, no matter what, like is going wrong in your life, like you can create your reality. So I think I've just always had that optimism because I'm like, oh, I don't love this. Like I can change it, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's beautiful to grow, grow up with some of those little seeds planted in your mind that have developed into who you are today. And it's funny that now it's like, that's what you're teaching is like how to create your reality through programming your mind and your energy and all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the tools all revealed themselves along the way, you know, and like you can get real complicated with manifestation and stuff. But I think the beauty of it all is that you don't have to know how any of it works. You just have to know what you want. And then I think allow yourself to want it. You know, you said that people don't dream big. People don't allow themselves to dream big. And I think what's been so crazy to like witness is watching the things that I want, like actually materialize. And I'm like, Whoa, I did that with my mind. And I think it's because I, I sit down with my journal, like every single day, I'm somebody who feels a lot. Like I said, like I had a lot to feel. Okay. So I've always been somebody who just feels things. And 
if I don't sit down with my journal and like ask myself, like, why do I feel that? Like, why, like what's going on here? Or like, if I could allow myself to have this, like, what do I really want? And if I allowed myself to like want this actually, what would that look like? And like just taking my journal and like really like processing that way and getting it out that way. It's just wild. Like I've seen crazy shit, just like the things I've written about for years, they just happen. They just materialize. So it sounds like what you're almost saying is that the first step slash maybe even could be the only step is just what if I allowed myself to even pretend that this was possible for me? Yeah. Like this big dream, like what, what would that like feel like? What would that look like? Could I actually accept the reality that this is possible for me? Yeah, totally. It's like, okay. You know, and I think when like allowing yourself, it sounds like such an easy step, like, sure. I'll just allow myself to be successful, but there are so many things that, that keep you stuck, I think. And there's so much evidence in your life. And even me now, like, yeah, I grew up on these principles, but I have so much evidence in my life as to why I can't have the things that I want. And so I think it's like really asking yourself and like listing out all the reasons why you can't have it, you know, like, okay, fine. Like if I can't even imagine or fathom the things that I could possibly want, like, what are the things and the reasons why I cannot have those things? And like, just even listing all of those things out, like on paper, don't be afraid to write them. I know a lot of people are afraid to like go there and they think it's being negative, but I think like it's how you process. Right. So if you like write down the things that are like, this is why I can't have this. It's like, okay, wait, actually, is this true? Like, where did I even, where did I even pick that up? Like, that's actually like, so not even true. And like, how can I, what are some reasons why this could not be true? You know? Yeah. What's, what would you, is there an example that you have of something that you have thought about and listed some of the reasons why you couldn't have it? Cause mm. I'm actually, that's very interesting because I feel like I've never done that. Yeah. Oh man. Oh my God. So many things, anything I ever want to manifest, I feel like I do this with. Um, well recently I, I mean, I'm like, Hmm. Recently I've been calling in like a lot of money. Like I've been visualizing like a $50,000 deposit, just one, you know, not for anything in particular, but like, what would it, and like, I've been really visualizing, you know, I want to upgrade my life. Like I want, and this might sound you know, whatever to other people and boom, already like my fear of what other people are thinking is creeping in and stopping me from allowing me to like say this. Right. But like, I know what the fuck I want. I want a gorgeous home. I want like a big backyard. I want a happy family. I want to have my own production studio. I want to have all these things. Right. And I want to have a lot of wealth like a lot. I want excess and overflow. Like I want to be able to support my family members and it not even like affect me at all. I want to go shopping and it doesn't even matter. I want to buy my dream car and it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I don't want to think about where's money going to come from, yada, yada, yada. And something that I've written down is like, okay, there like a weird belief kind of came up that was like, okay, but like, you can't have that because what you have is enough. And Like it's a little bit pretentious and, you know, maybe you have like family members who are going to like need that support. Right. Or like, you know, if you're successful, like I, you know, I, I have a sister who I care deeply about and she has mental illness. She's diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And like, that's something it's like not something I've ever 
publicly said on a podcast, but like I was talking to her on the phone the other day and I'm like, dude, it's okay. Like you're bipolar. And she's like, yeah, I am bipolar. I'm like, yeah, you are. It's okay. Like let's soften that. And like, let's fucking accept it, you know? And like a huge, huge thing that's like so important to me is, is that like, I, yeah, I want to be so fucking rich that like I can afford to take care of her and like help her so that she doesn't have to worry about things, you know? And I think before I got clear on that, one of the things was you can't have this because like, you can't be wealthy because like your family is going to take the money or people are going to need it. People are going to come out of the woodworks and they're going to need money. You know, I mean, when my dad died and my dad passed away from brain cancer, like almost two years ago now, it's so wild. Like when your family dies and like you get a little bit of money and then people come out of the woodworks, like people, when you get money, period, if you reach success, if you inherit it, whatever it is, people come out of the woodworks and they ask for money. And I gave a ton of it away a ton. And so I had this like weird belief that like maybe my family would need the money, whatever. But then I got past that and I was like, who cares? Right. Like I wrote that belief down. I'm like, who fucking cares if my family needs money and I'm in excess and overflow, then what, what does it matter? Right. But then another limiting belief came up and was like, but even if you have excess and overflow, like, what will my partner think of that? What if my partner doesn't want me to support, you know, my sister who's mentally ill or whatever it is, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, okay, so like that is, it's like layers of, of like what other people think, right. Or like what, like, you know, like limiting beliefs of lack and scarcity and there's not enough and I can't do it all. And, you know, if I do help this person that it is going to hurt me. And so I think it's just, it's like, yeah, I'm constantly dealing with that. I'm constantly like untangling the web. Like if I don't do it every day, I notice that I'm angry or like, or that I'm not showing up like in my giving and in my loving and in my trust and in my belief that like literally there is an unlimited source of abundance, like constantly giving, like, isn't it amazing that the world keeps spinning every single day? Somehow, some way the sun comes up and the sun sets somehow, some way, like I have a roof over my head. I have enough food. I have enough money in my bank account. And I think we can get so lost and be like, feel so far away from what we want that we feel this like disconnect. And we also forget that like we have everything we need right now. And it's okay. And it's okay to want more. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It sounds like doing this exercise basically helps point out these limiting beliefs that we have. So it's like, okay, the easiest way to figure out, okay, what's, what are the maybe mental blocks that are keeping me from manifesting this thing that I want? Mm -hmm. It's sometimes hard to figure those out. So what you're saying is just like list the thing that you want yep. and then list all the reasons why you feel like you can't have that thing. And that basically points the arrow to all of the kind of mental blocks that are holding you back. Totally. And I, I think, you know, you hear this term like limiting belief, like it's something I've heard a lot of, maybe you're listening to this. I've never heard of that. Limiting belief is something that's like, okay, it's almost like that glass ceiling. It's just like, oh, I, I can't make $10,000 a month or I can't get a $50,000 check or because X, Y, Z because X, Y, Z. Yeah. It's like something you could never imagine for yourself, but it's like just a fucking belief. And if you break it, you're like, Oh my God, like sky's the limit. Right. Um, so I think you, because there's a reason why it's called a glass ceiling. Like you look up, you don't see it. It's glass, you know? And so it's hard for people to even be aware of their limiting beliefs. There are people who teach on limiting beliefs and I still think they don't even, they're not even aware of their limiting beliefs, you know? And so I think for me, such a valuable tool is journaling. I mean, that's like, 
I do that with my clients constantly. Like it's a huge part of like my process and what I teach. And, um, you know, I, I, I like answer some very simple questions every single day that like my mentors have asked me over the years, you know, what is your intention? If I could ask for help, what would I ask for? If I could be truly honest with myself and knew that I could manifest whatever I wanted and everyone would be safe and everything would be okay, what would that be? You know, and I let myself answer these every single day. So, yeah. What would, what do you think is the next step to, to that? So it's like, okay, I just listed out all these limiting beliefs. Like where the hell do I go from here? You know? Yeah. Well, so I think it's like, okay, you list out the limiting beliefs and then you look at it and you're like, Hey, what? Like, is that really true? And nine times out of 10, you're going to be like, no, no. (laughs) You're like, that's what's literally stopping me from showing up right now. Like that's crazy. You know, and so that's and like how crazy is it though that like you can just it's like as simple as that. Like I know and it's we want to make it so complicated. Everyone wants to make it so complicated. But I am telling you, if you just like start keeping a journal at night, every single night, like writing down the things you want to manifest and every single morning, start your day, end your day with that, and you like deconstruct these limiting beliefs, you just look at them. Like just look at them. I'm not even asking you to like change them. I'm just asking you to look at them and really ask yourself, like, is that going to keep you small? Are you really going to let that stop you from your purpose of potentially helping another person because you're so successful because you're calling in abundance? Like think about all the good you can do. Does that limiting belief and that bad thing that's so scary really outweigh the good? Yeah, I love that. And I think that something that I do with my clients is like, okay, when I hear a limiting belief that comes up, I'm like, I asked that question. Is it true? And almost a hundred percent of the time they say no. no, but if they say yes, then you ask, you ask the question again. You're like, is it actually true? Right. And then the next question is, can you find any evidence in your reality right now or in anyone's reality that could prove that it's not true? And I feel like when you look at that, then it's just like all of a sudden it's like this like dark limiting, like this glass ceiling and then it just goes poof. Yep. Gone. So what do you think the actual kind of science behind manifestation is? Because I think there's two parts to it Mm -hmm. and maybe actually we could define manifestation. Like what's your Heidi definition of manifestation? Yeah. My definition of manifestation is being on the active side of infinity. So it's like anything is fucking possible, but like you're creating it. So for me, you know, there's so much science behind manifestation. I mean, like quantum physics, I'm a dork. Like I, people like, um, have you read Verity? No. Okay. No, you wouldn't like it. You would fucking hate it. But anybody who's listening to this, who's a woman is like, what? Oh my God. I love Verity. Like people like, uh, these like psychological thrillers, sexual fantasy books, fiction books, good stories, history. I like history. I fucking could read so many books on quantum physics. Like I'm, I'm obsessed So there is a lot of science behind manifestation and quantum physics. Um, But like, you know, I like to explain it like this. You turn on your light switch. Do you understand how to use electricity? Absolutely not. But it works, right? So it's not so much. And you hear that all the time, like manifestation coaches talk about. It's not the how. It's not the how. So I think 
I mean, if you were to ask me to like break it down as to like what I think is happening, I mean, largely not to be sexy at all with it is action. I mean, like, yeah, you've got to have your thought, right? And like, you've got to be so clear on what you want, but you have to take action to become a vibrational match to that thing. Like you have to feel it like you. And I think that that comes with allowing yourself to want it. Cause kind of like allowing yourself to want it. You're like, Oh, like it feels different. Like wanting versus allowing yourself to want it. Those are two totally different energies, right? Like if you're like, I want that thing. Like I already like just saying, I want that. Like I can, I'm not even talking about something specific. It's like, I can feel these like energetic things and judgments that are like stopping me. Right. But like, if I'm like, what would it be like if I allowed myself to like want that thing? Like I already start to become an energetic match, you know? And so I think like truly, like if you were totally free of limiting beliefs and you, you know, had zero doubt in your mind that you could create your reality, like whatever you wanted to manifest, you could manifest it tomorrow. Like it could fall through today. You know, if it's money, if it's the love of your life, if it's your dream home, you know, and like, I find for me, like everybody has their own method with manifestation. I find for me, the more specific I get, like the quicker it comes and, and the more clear I am of anything that would come in the way of that or any, the more like sure I am of any limiting beliefs I maybe have. And like the better I am at deconstructing that and looking at that, the quicker it comes. You know, I mean, I was reading a book the other day and on this piece of paper, it literally says like, like I'm reading a book about, you know, growing my business because I'm super fascinated in that. And it's talking, it's this woman, she's talking about signing clients and how she reached this point of just like people were chasing her down to like work with her. Like she was like people like, you know, I became an energetic match for money and like people were coming out of the woodworks and they're giving me money that they owed me or they're seeing me at a coffee shop and they're running down the street for me. And like, it's just a whole page about how people are chasing her down for money. And I close the chapter and I look at my phone and I have like three text messages from clients asking me to help them. And I haven't even promoted my services. You know what I mean? It's like, it's stuff like that. It's, you know, like I just did breath work and a meditation and like an embodiment practice and I'm feeling really clear and I'm feeling really good. And I have one thought about one person. And then I look at my phone and that person texts me, you know, um, it's, it's like as simple as that. So it doesn't have to be sexy or scientific and you don't have to understand much. You know, um, if you want to learn about quantum physics, one of my favorite books of all time is Happy Pocket Full of Money. That's absolutely mind blowing. Um, Love that one. That one slaps. Oh my <laughs> God, it slaps hard. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think the science behind it is like just becoming an energetic match to it. And what does that mean, an energetic match? I think being an energetic match is like really feeling into what your life would be like if you had the thing or if you were experiencing that moment, you know, your mind has no idea if you're actually experiencing something or if it's a, if it's a memory or right. If it's made up, that's why when you watch like a psychological thriller, like you're stressed out, you know, like you're like, you should not watch a psychological thriller before going to bed because you're going to stress out for hours about this. Even in your sleep, you might have bad dreams. Right. And so becoming an energetic match is just, it's infusing yourself in it. It's, it's doing a meditation. It's journaling about exactly what the fuck you want, closing your eyes and literally feeling into it and embodying it. Like that's the energy right there. 
feeling how it would feel to have the actual thing, like immersing yourself in it actually. And that notice, like that doesn't make me, that doesn't mean I have to go get in my car. That doesn't mean I have to go spend money on this or that. Although like there is power in that, you know, um, you know, I like to say, I was about to say when I was an actress, I'm still fucking acting, but like for a very long time I was an actress. And, and I remember when I was first getting into it, I really wanted to get auditions. And I remember just thinking like, well, if I go to acting class, the universe will see that aligned step, like, you know, and maybe I'll get auditions. And like the second I would sign up for acting class, like that aligned action I took, like, boom, I'd get an audition. Right. So it's like, yes, you've got to take action, but there's a lot of action in just contemplating your life. There's a lot of like, there is action involved in like closing your eyes and meditating. Like that's action. But at the same time, you know, some of the things that you want in life, they're not going to come by you just sitting in your house all day long. Like if you're trying to manifest your dream partner, you got to get outside, you know? I mean, you hear about people swiping left, swiping right, whatever, and matching with somebody. And that does happen. I know many people who have met their husbands and wives doing that. But some of your manifestations are going to require you to get out. Remember when we were in our house and I'm like, get out of the house, just get out of the house. That's your one goal today. Just get out of the house. Yeah. I think, so I think if you can, if you can use the tools that are going to make you an energetic match, such as, you know, like I have, then this is just me. Everybody has their thing, you know, and maybe you can share some things that work for you, but like, you know, I have to do my morning routine. My morning and evening routines are bookends to my day. And I swear they set me up for success. And it's not only do they make me feel good, but like, I know that I know manifestation is real. And these are the things like, these are practices that I do that actually make a difference and help me get super clear on my manifestations. It's like a freaking game. It's really fun. I'm like, if I do this, like I'm going to manifest that. So like for me, it's journaling. Um, which you guys, I have a journal. If you, if you want it, I'm happy to give it to your audience today. It's amazing. Um, it just helps me drop in. It's my morning journal and just journaling and then doing breath work and then closing my eyes and like getting to a place where like my body's like literally tingling and like, I'm so present. And like, sometimes I cry during my breath work. Sometimes I have like a release, like something always, there's always something kind of like living there that's blocking you. And I think that that just comes from years and years of conditioning. But like, if you can have some sort of a breakthrough and breath work absolutely leads me to that and journaling absolutely leads me to that every single day, then, then you can be in a space where like you create your reality, you know, like you, it's like pulling the weeds and then putting the seeds of like, you know, positive things. Like you've got to pull the weeds. If you had a garden, you'd want to pull the weeds every single day and like plant your gorgeous flowers. Right. And then from there, it's like, go out into the world, just go out and trust. Like you are so magnetic and it's mind blowing. I I, like, literally, I remember I was telling you that we were, God, what was, what was happening? You were like in the house. We were eight years ago, we were living together and I think we were talking about manifestation. I was like, you just need to get out there. Just get out of the house. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. Like literally you guys get out of the house, like do, do a morning routine, do this journal that I'm going to give you. And then literally get in your car and just drive and try, like see where your intuition takes you go on an inspiring ride. I love driving through the Hills and looking at houses that I want to like live in. I love driving to the beach and just like doing a prayer there. Like sometimes I will literally run to the beach just to pray right there. And then I'll leave. And then I get the email or I get the call or money falls out of the sky or this person, you know what I mean? Or I get the audition. I get whatever it is. It's wild. 
Yeah. And you can kind of take action with this thread of what does the, what would the person that has what I want do? Mm-hmm. Like that's a thread that could yes. support the action that you take. Absolutely. And like, like, would she be just relaxing for a minute? Would she go on a walk? Like, would she be, you know, dancing on a beach. I don't know. Right. Maybe. And maybe just go do those things. But I think that would be different for everyone. Yeah. What are the things that work for you? For me, I mean, I'm a big morning routine gal, you know, and I'm a big visualization person because, you know, the mind, our subconscious mind can't determine whether what we're doing is reality or not. And Mm -hmm. what I, what I mean by that is, for example, if you're in your bed at night and you're, you know, you're just in your cozy bed, all the doors are locked, you're safe. And you start to think about someone coming in and like trying to kill you. Literally your body is going to have a chemical reactions and create adrenaline and cortisol and all of these cascades of, of hormones and neurotransmitters that are going to, that make you feel like you're actually like in that experience. Fight or flight. Yeah. And so just from looking at that example, you, you know that your body actually doesn't and your body and your subconscious mind don't actually know if the thing is happening to you or not. You could just think about the thing Mm -hmm. and that could create this reality for you. And so if you turn that to on its head and do the opposite of that, which is like, what do I actually want and visualize and feel into the reality of what you actually desire, then your mind is going to think that that is real. Mm -hmm. And you're basically, you're almost like taking this sensory little bubble and programming your mind and saying, Hey, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And our minds are freaking so powerful. And a lot of times we're just using them to focus on all of our problems. Mm -hmm. And instead we could have them focus on our desired outcomes. It's like, how often are you actually sitting down and thinking about what do I want and putting energy into that and getting really specific. And, you know, um, in NLP, the, the biggest things that you can, if you want to do this kind of visualization, sensory kind of experience, just ask yourself it, when I actually have the thing, when I know that I have the thing, what do I see? What do I hear? And what do I feel? Mm. And then whatever those, and really think about that. Like, don't just like, don't just like come up with like, oh yeah, like I'm just like sitting here and I'm, you know, excited because I just got this paycheck. It's like, no, like, what are you actually seeing? And like, what are you in a room? And like, who are you with? And what are you hearing? And, um, and I, and, and that really, then what happens is, our mind goes to work on creating that thing and starts to point out all of these opportunities and people and places and gives you nudges. It's like, it's where our intuition and our instincts come from. Wow. Yeah. And so when we can program that, then we can really trust that we don't have to work so hard because our mind and our subconscious mind are doing a lot of the work for us. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm big on, I'm big on visualization. I feel like I, I'm like, if I do that, I'm just like putting out this little, 
I almost, I call it like putting something into the quantum. Oh, totally. (laughs) It's like, you know, you're just like, I'm just dropping this here and uh, I don't know how it's going to happen. Right. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to trust that it's out there, whether it happens or not, whatever. I'm fine. But I, it's kind of just fun to, it's like playing with magic in a way. Totally. Even though there's real science that backs this, right? Mm -hmm. And, um... I always just think about the RAS, the reticular activating system in your, in our brain. That's like a real system that is literally pointing out things that are important to us in our lives. Yeah. Like the example of like, if you're on an airplane and like, you know how like your mind is numbing out pretty much everyone's conversations, but then if there's something that interests you in a conversation that's behind you or something, like your mind all of a sudden, like you hear it. Right. right? You're like, what'd you just say? (laughs) But everyone else's conversation is still numbed. Right. And so it's like our mind is always bringing things into our awareness that we, that it thinks is important to us. Right. So if we really just program it like, Hey, this is important to me. This is what I really want. Then it's going to start to go to work on pulling all these little synchronicities and conversations, opportunities, people, places, things that are going to help be the building blocks to go and create that, that like our conscious mind just couldn't even it's Mm-mm. too much. We're problem solvers. Yes. You know, like you're constantly, your brain is constantly trying to figure out how am I, how am I going to survive? How am I going to survive? So I think it's amazing. I agree with you a hundred percent, like spending time, like we're all so obsessed with what we're struggling with. Like I guarantee you nine times out of 10, you ask somebody, how are you? They're going to tell you what's wrong, you know? And so to get intentional and like realize, wait, actually I have control over my mind. I do. If I slow down, it's so powerful. Think about the things that you do want. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I have this experience all the time when I ask my clients, like, what are your goals or like, what do you want? And they'll, they're so clear on what they don't want. Yeah. They're like, I, you know, like, well, I'm like really, I'm tired. I'm brain fogged. I'm not doing my morning routine. I'm not sleeping well. Um, I'm not making money. And so, you know, I want to get out of that. And I'm like, that didn't tell me anything of what you just wanted. Right. You just said you just want to get out of the suffering that you're experiencing. Right. Which we're creating more of by talking about it. I'm like, can we like really get super crystal clear on like what it, like what is, what is not being stressed about money look like? Like what's the opposite of that? Like, what do you actually want? And then like, let's get clear on that because then your mind has something to work towards now. Here's the other thing. The universe like wants you to have a great time. Like that's what life is about. Like, I think so much of what we deal with in life is so heavy already. Like, believe me, you know, I know (laughs) I fucking know. Okay. You know, I mean, there's plenty of time to, to like, and, and lessons and adversities in your life that like, there's going to be a time and place for that. And it's like, oh, Hey, like I'm here. I am alive. You know, I mean, that's like the greatest lesson that like my dad passing has taught me. I'm like, oh my God, you know, he was twice my age. So like technically if I were to live as old as my dad did, I'm halfway through, you know? And it's like, wow, what a perspective shift. Like, am I really going to sit here and complain about things that aren't going to matter five years from now that aren't going to matter 10, 20, 15 years or 30 years, whatever from now? Like, no, you know? And so I think it's like, okay, 
there's, uh, there are seasons in life. And like, trust me, like some of us are probably going through it too. Like, I know you're in your Saturn return. I just came out of my Saturn return. My fiance's in his Saturn return. Like, you know, I think like late twenties too is just like, oh my God, what a time. Like, we're like, wow, we're really adults here turning 30 this year. And so I just think it's like, yeah, let the seasons be seasons. And, and, you know, but the biggest thing is like, stop identifying with your struggle. Like you're not your struggle, you know, like there've been so many things in my life that I'm like, that I went through that were like, I was ashamed of, or that I felt were roadblocks or that diminished me in some way. And, you know, the beautiful thing is that you can also look at your problems and, and see like, wait, like, why did I go through this? Like, what was the lesson? Like, how can I make this beautiful actually? Like, how can I help somebody else with this? You know? Yeah. Cause the more we are victims to our own struggles, the more we give our power away to the struggles because we're basically thinking and feeling, we're basically coming from this perspective that life is just happening to us and that we, we are not an active participant in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so when we can just kind of take responsibility and that just means like taking responsibility for your own experience in response to the thing, then it gives us so much more power and life energy to, to move through our lives and to kind of get out of the thing. And I think that what you mentioned about seasons is so key here because like, for instance, you know, when your dad passed away, like that was a hard fucking time for you. Yeah. And it's like, you're not in those times. You're not necessarily supposed to be manifesting your best fucking life. No. And, you know, like you're just like supposed to just be sad. Like mm-hmm. you, it's like, you just like <laughs> our thing. That's like, have a shitty day, have a shitty day. Like we have this thing. <laughs> Where when we're having a shitty day, like we just acknowledge it. We're not just trying to get each other out of it. Like we're just like, you know what? Instead of like, have a good day. It's like, have a shitty day. Actually, have a shitty day. Like it's okay. Like have the shitty day. And then guess what? You're going to go to sleep and you can start again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And if you have a shitty day tomorrow, that's okay too. Yeah. There's going to be shitty months and shitty years, y'all. Shitty years. Okay. I've been through them. (laughs) And they are shitty. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's wild. It's like somehow, some way you will come out on the other side and be like, this is beautiful. It's a beautiful piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because you recognize your strength and power and resiliency. Yeah. And when you're on the other side, you're like, oh my God, like I got through this. I did this. Yeah. And it makes like, you're like, think about this. If you were never sad and if you never struggled, like the simple things in life would not make you happy. You would actually inherently become depressed because you would be searching for the next big thing, the next big thing, the next big thing, you know, beyond mountains are mountains and you've got to go down sometimes and you got to be in the Valley and then you got to hike back up. So like, I'm telling you the years, like it's like going down and then you're in the Valley and then you got to hike back up. And then it's like, before you know it, you're on top of the next mountain. So it's like, I, you know, when I felt like I'd lost everything, like, God, what a horrible time. My dad died. My sister was in and out of hospitals. I thought she was going to die. I was molested by a a masseuse, like within weeks of my dad dying, like, like whole existential crisis, you know? And 
like, thank God. Like I remember like, just like a fucking ice cream made me happy. Like at one point, you know, like after like all of this, I'm like, okay, like, Oh, like just the little things, like you can find joy in that, you know? And yeah. And, and also like, there were so many opportunities for me to grow and learn in that moment. And like, thank God, you know, like I had been through some shit that I was like, I'm not taking any shit anymore. Like, no, like, you know, and, and thank God you were there for me for that too. Like I got my power back. I was brave enough to use my voice because I'd been through some shit before. You know what I mean? And it's like, I have my armor. Like I am a fucking goddess queen and like nobody's going <laughs> to yes. fuck with me, you know? And that only comes when you've been at war before. Yeah. You got to earn that crown. For sure. Yeah. So moral of the story, have a shitty day. Have a shitty year if you need to. Yeah. It's okay. Exactly. And I think the more, what we're saying by that is the more you resist the shit, the more it just persists. Oh, totally. And lean in. Lean in. Like yeah. lean in. Scream, cry, rage. Put on like put on a rage song, like a heavy metal song and just rage. Like we oh went my to God. a rage room. That was great. Yeah. Literally we, oh my God, we were throwing like dish sets and wine glasses and oh my God. You know, I tell my clients, I'm like, resistance is inevitable. Like you want to go do something great. Okay. It's going to be, there's going to be resistance immediately. You want to be healthy and like happy. There's going to be resistance at first. You're not going to want to get up. You're not going to want to start the thing. You're not going to want to do like, you're not going to want to spend the money, do the thing. Right. And so like I tell my clients, I'm like, dance with it. It's coming. It's going to be there. Don't ignore it. Don't resist it. Cause you can't get around it. Like you got to get to level two, you got to get to level three, yes. you got to get to level four. And so you got to dance with the resistance. So in fact, welcome it, yes. you know, like, okay, great. This is the shit I'm going through. Bring it on. What's the lesson. That's like the number one thing that I like took away from that season of my life. It's like, what's the lesson? What's the lesson? No matter like if I was having the worst day of my life, there were many of those. Okay. And every single day I'm like, what is, there is always a lesson. Okay. So let's, let's round this out a bit. So if you were to give your top, like, okay, so say someone is listening to this and they're like, okay, I really want to manifest something in my life. I want to, I want to dream big. I want to, I want to start the business, create the thing, write the book, whatever it might be. What would you say to do in terms of manifestation? Like what would be your kind of like formula mm -hmm. or like step one, step two, or just your best advice? Yeah. Okay. So we'll start easy and I guess we'll like kind of work our way up. Perfect. The good news is that, you know, we've been talking a lot about like the subconscious mind and stuff. And so the good news is that you are largely in charge of what you impress your subconscious mind to experience. And any type of manifestation book, manifestation podcast, um, a speaker you really like, a movie you really like, anything that like, or even if it's like just doing something you enjoy, all of this stuff is like energetically gridded in a way to where like, as soon as you tap into it, like weird shit starts to happen and you're like, oh my God, I manifested it. So like, you just got to turn it on. You just got to be willing to listen to it and start to take it in. And I think, you know, maybe even before that is just like letting down your guard of like, 
I'm in control. I want it to go this way. These are, this is what I believe to be true. Um, and just like be open, you know, like just, why not? Why not leave a little bit of room for magic? Like, can we just open ourselves up? Can we just agree that like maybe for a second, like we can allow a little bit of magic to be involved. And like, we can start to trust that like for every little tiny step we take, like God is so good with you, like having a good life. Like he's, he's good with that. You know what I mean? And so like, what if you believed that if I just took this tiny little step, like, oh, also like that thing that I can't see that makes the planet spin around and the stars in the sky and you know, all of that, like is also working on my life. Second thing I would say, if you're really wanting to manifest is like, go for the thing you actually want to do. Like, right. We talked about this at length already. Like, what do I, like, if you could allow yourself to like have whatever you want, what, what would that be? And then I would think it's just like, okay, take one aligned step. Like maybe that dream seems really, really big to you. What's one small step that you could take just today. Like, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about six months from now. Don't even worry about how you think all of this is going to go. I mean, I think we all think, you know, when I started my business, I thought like I was going to be this like amazing fitness coach for life. Like, oh my God, Lord, oh loud, 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 loud. <laughs> like you're going to pivot. And I think it's like, okay, as soon as you just tap into the thing that brings you joy, it opens you up. Like you just need to be open because it can come in the most surprising ways and it'll come faster that way. You know, I mean, none of it has to make any sense at all, really. So I would say, figure out the things that like bring you joy and put you in a high vibration. And like, of course, there's no surprise that like taking care of yourself absolutely falls under that umbrella. And I think it's like, it's actually like the first week of like my entire module of my life coaching program is like, take care of yourself. Like put healthy habits into place because, you know, it, it, it goes with like being an energetic match to what you want. Like you're going to be happy when you have the thing that you want. Right. So if you're doing something you love, then that makes you happy in this moment. But also if you're working out, you're producing endorphins. If you're eating healthy, you're making a healthy meal. You're producing endorphins. If you're having sex with your partner, you're producing endorphins, right? Like just, you're taking care of yourself and you're tapping into like a high vibration and like good vibes that is going to put you in an energetic space that where you become a match to what you want to manifest. Yeah. I'm having this epiphany just now because it's like, okay, what is the, it's like the difference between like manifestation, like as a word, as this practice versus just like doing something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like people are like, I'm just thinking of someone who would be like, well, what, what, what the fuck is difference about is the difference between manifesting something and just like, just like literally doing something like mm -hmm. thinking like I want to do something and then doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, one, there's not that much difference. Right? right. But I think the biggest, the biggest difference is, is the, what you said, which is leaving room for magic. Yes. It's like basically knowing that you have, it's like, you're not alone you know, and totally. you kind of have to have a little bit of a spiritual relationship with whatever that is, whether it's God or the universe or yeah. some sort of higher power or just the energy of that's, you know, the energy that literally takes a cell and another cell and merges them. And then it creates a baby. Out of yeah. That. Like what is doing that? Like we're not doing that No. So it's like, if something can do that mm -hmm. and we we can one trust that force mm -hmm. because it's growing and it's creating life itself. Mm -hmm. And if we take our free will 
and we co-create with this force, then we can create whatever we want. And so knowing that I feel like is the key yeah. to manifesting, which is what you said, which is the first step is like leave room for magic. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like if you're somebody who listens to this, I know like you grew up in like a very like super Southern Baptist family and you have your experience in your relationship with God and all of that. Right. So if you're somebody who's like, Oh, like I'm super turned off by that. Like, I'm not saying you have to be religious, but I will say that like, you absolutely have to have some sort of a belief in something greater than yourself because running a business, manifesting a dream, living life, life is hard. Like it's hard. And you know, we're not alone and there is something that's keeping this all kind of intact. So it's like, okay, if you don't believe in anything, believe in the thing that keeps the sun in the sky, believe in the thing that turns the earth. Exactly. You know what I mean? And like, it's amazing because the moment you just surrender, like that thing is more than willing to assist. And you'll be like, Oh my God, this manifestation thing is real. Like, what is that? You know? And you know, I look, there was a point where I was atheist. Okay. Like I grew up Catholic, then not so religious. My mom was Jewish, like half Jewish. She didn't really like, she's kind of, she was kind of atheist at some point. Like, you know what I mean? And then it was like this manifestation thing. And my dad's like, Heidi, you don't do that. You don't manifest, you pray. You know what I mean? And like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, we're saying the same thing. Like, you know, he's like, you don't meditate, you pray. And I'm like, no, but like, I'm doing that. You know, it's like, I think all of these religions are kind of saying the same thing. We're just speaking a different language. And so it's like finding the words that like make sense to you and, and building that that trust and that vocabulary, like as you go and you get to decide what that means for you. You know, like I have a very special relationship with God and like, I've been Buddhist. I've been atheist. I've been Christian. I've been Catholic. I've been all of them. Okay. And just like, I think it's wild when somebody dies because you experience them in like all these crazy ways. And like for me, oops, for me, there's no shadow of a doubt that like, God is real for me. And like, I just, I have proof of it. I have so many crazy, like just stories where I'm like, wow, like, okay, that's you, God, I see you, you know? And I think that's beautiful. And, and like I said, like, it doesn't have to be so hard. Like, you know, I mean, just the entrepreneurial journey, like even life as a journey, like it's full of twists and turns and it can feel so lonely, especially now. Like, these days life can feel so lonely, but like I have peace knowing that I'm not alone and I'm not the only person who knows what my biggest dreams are. My biggest goals are like the universe knows. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's understanding that we have free will to think about our dreams and our goals and decide what we want and be specific about that. And that we are also kind of like putting that out there and then surrendering to life's greater plan, Mm -hmm. life or God or the energy or the universe or whatever you want to call it. Love. So it's like, yeah, love. So it's like free will, like we, but, but it's like, if you approach life without the, the life God spiritual component, 
then like, fuck. Oh, fuck. Then you're just lonely. in it alone. And you just think that you just have to like push through life and just like, and, and you're in control of everything. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't leave room for the magic and the, the beauty and the love and the serendipitous moments mm-hmm. and the synchronicities. And, and when you're closed to that, you don't see any of those things. And I go in and out of that, you know, Me too. like I get depressed, you know, I mean, we've talked about this a lot before. And those, when I'm thinking about it right now, as I'm thinking about this, as you're saying that I'm like, oh, like, yeah, those are the times where I literally forget about God. Like we're always, we're always forgetting about a higher power. We're always forgetting, you know? And so I think it's just like, don't forget. And if you do forget, it's okay. Have grace, like come back, you know, like think about a moment where you were like absolutely sure that God had your back, you know, and just. I think it comes back to like the lesson. It's like, it's not that serious. It's not that you're not loved by the universe. It's not that you don't deserve anything. It's like, there's a lesson here, you know? But yeah, I think the world can be super lonely and I would be probably not alive if it wasn't for my belief. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. What's the craziest thing you've manifested? Oh my God. Oh my God. I've manifested some crazy things. I mean, I've manifested like every, like everything. I, I manifested a car. I manifested a free car. My old car that I drove that I sold, I'm actually actively manifesting a new car. But I remember I was journaling in my, I was living in a basement. Guys, I moved 28 times now and I'm, I'm turning 30 this year. And at one point I was living in a basement. Um, God was, did I live in Colette's sister's basement when I knew you? You had already moved to California. Ashlyn left me in Atlanta <laughs> and I was, I, I actually manifested that place too. Like I remember it was like the coolest like basement. Like I had this like gypsy lair, but I remember I wanted a new car. Like I had like a okay car, but I was like, I want like a nice white SUV, double sunroof, like super cool leather seats, navigation, Bluetooth. Like I was like, I want that. And I was just journaling about it. And Literally like the next day I went to go work with my dad at a car dealership because he worked at a car dealership. And that's why I wanted it. I was like seeing all these cool cars. Like also I did not make enough money. Like I did not, you know? And, um, somehow like a car came in that day and my dad, my dad was like, not for me getting a new car either. Like I had a perfectly fine car. Like it was, it was like maybe two years old. It was fine. It just wasn't like my car. I had never chosen my car. Like grew up in the car business. My dad would always be like, this is your car, you know? And so that day, like a car deal came in and there was like a, like, I don't know, this woman, she, she was like getting rid of her car. And, um, somehow, some way, I don't even know how it worked. Like I was just so clear about what I wanted. And my dad was like, do you want this car? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, this is how you'll make the payments on it. And like, there's 0% interest. Like if you do this, like, which is like unheard of, like if you were to apply to get this car, you know, outright, like you would have like a 20 something percent interest rate, whatever. He's like, your payment will only be like 400 bucks a month. Like, do you want it? And I did not have the money to do it. And I was like, sure. And so I, it was just a good deal. So I was like, yeah, sure. So I paid this car off. It was like unheard of, like insane deal. It was everything on my journal, everything wasn't missing a thing, double sunroof, leather seats, navigation, nice. The car was like 
slightly owned, like barely driven by this woman, no accidents. Amazing. I was like, oh my God, this is such a cool car. It had serious radio. And so I paid the car off in like two or three years. And I, I kept that car for a while. I think I had the car for like almost five years. And just last year, it's funny, like things make sense looking back, you know, just last year, the used car market was like insane. Like you, you could like sell a used car for like an insane amount of money. And I remember my dad had just died. And like, my dad was like the ultimate deal maker. Cause he's like a car salesman. You know what I mean? And I just remember getting like an intuitive hit of my dad being like, you should sell this car. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell it. It just makes sense. And I put it on the market. I sold it for exactly what I paid, like exactly what I paid for it. That doesn't happen in the car business. You buy a car, it's half the value, like always, you know what I mean? And so I sold the car. I actually made a little bit of money on the car actually. And, um, you guys, I drove the car for free. I manifested it the next day. And I just realized this, like, as I was selling, I'm like, I drove this car for free. I literally like it paid for itself somehow, some way. So that's just like one tiny thing. But I mean, I've manifested so many things. I manifested you being my friend. I manifested, um, you know, my fiance. I've manifest. I've manifested so much things like like insane amounts of money falling out of the sky, like people calling me, cer- auditioning for certain shows, um, booking certain roles. Like I've I've manifested crazy things. If I've like wanted to talk to my dad or like feel connected to my dad, like my dad like literally channeled Big Sean like three times and like communicated with me. That was wild. You guys, I have a podcast called the Power Femme Podcast, and there is an episode if you want your your mind to be absolutely blown. Ashlyn can even attest to this. I've got an episode called like how to receive signs from your spirit guides. And I talk about how my dad channeled big Sean three times in the craziest way after he died. And it's like, yeah, you just, you have a connection to the divine and like, you're like the way I like to see it is like, it's like my direct line. You know what I mean? Like I manifestation is like the phone for me. It's the, it's the thing that's just like, this is what I pick up. I talk, I speak into what I want. And then I'm like, I trust that the person's going to get the voicemail. I trust that the person's going to get the missed call. I trust it. You know what I mean? And it just, it just happens. I don't know. And I find that when I'm so detached to the thing, like I didn't even, it wasn't that I didn't think I deserved the car. I just wanted the car. Like I was like, that'd be cool. Like, and I, I was like a day where I was like, I literally did what I told you guys to do. Like, I was like, well, if I like allowed myself to have a new car, it's not like I need a new car or whatever. I don't like really want it. But I was just like, but if I like could allow myself to have like a nice white SUV that like I felt baller in, like it was a nice car for like a young girl, like, you know, and I I got it the next day. So yeah. Yeah. That is so funny. And I feel like we, I remember you telling me what I told you that I wanted to manifest back in the day. Oh, with your house and like Just your community and your friends. I wanted you, I was like, I should have her share that because oh, it's yeah. so crazy. Oh, totally. Totally. So when I was living in said basement, um, Ashlyn was out here in LA and I wasn't sure if I like wanted to come out yet. And I'm glad I didn't because I met my fiance out there. I knew I wanted to come out to LA. And so I was like having regular, our regular check-in, like as we always do. And I was like, share your goals with me. And she's like, yeah, I'm working with this life coach and it's amazing. And like, he told me to create these like, you know, ideas of like what I want to create and write it down. And so I'm just going to read it to you. And she read it to me and she's like, 
Chad and I are living in Venice in an amazing home and we have like an open door and people can just come in and like, we have an amazing community of people and I'm connected to all these incredible entrepreneurs. And like, we just love living in Venice. Like you guys, she was living in Hollywood. Like she, ha- she wasn't loving LA. West Hollywood. Wasn't loving, oh. wasn't loving LA. Like, it. you know, had like a whole thing. This is before she met any of these people who she knows on the West side. Now she has this incredible community, a house that's literally like an open door. Like you just walk in and there's always somebody at the house and you guys have built this incredible community and you've done mycelium and you've done like all, like literally everything, you know, and we also recorded videos and I, I just wish we had this video so bad. Like when we lived in our apartment together on my MacBook, I was like, let's just record a video because one day we'll look back and we'll be like, Oh my God, we did it. But literally you were saying, you're like, I'm living in California with Chad. This is before you even like moved here. I'm living in California with Chad, me and Luke, me and Luna. And you know, like I have an online business. business. Yeah. Yeah. You literally said this was when I was still bartending. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a female Tony Robbins. I remember I said that. Like I was like, I'm (laughs) inspiring people to manifest. I said all this shit. We both did. I remember it. It's so funny. I feel like we just planted these little seeds that are, that we're living now today, you know, like it's like we, I mean, we did that what, like six years ago, maybe seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, that's the other thing too. Like time is a factor, you know, and like just patience because like allowing life to just unfold in this perfect way Mm -hmm. where it's like, we put all these little seeds and it's like, all of them are going to come true. I mean, most of them I feel like have come true, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's, it took years, Mm -hmm. you know, for us to just, and we, but we trusted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that that's the key for everything. It's like, mm, something doesn't happen on your timeline. That's okay. Like it's just gonna happen. It's, it's like, let go, you know, like know what you want, be so clear about it. Let yourself want it. You don't even have to let yourself like letting yourself, allowing yourself to receive it is like the next step, I think, but like allowing yourself to want it is step one. And that is so powerful. Just allowing yourself to want it is like, like, I feel like when you listen to all these, you know, manifestation things and like, you know, you can just like get so in your mind about it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, actually just like, just allow yourself to want the thing, be clear about what you want. And literally that's enough. Mm -hmm. Like that's enough. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then like take care of yourself, Yeah, you know, and be in the high vibes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been wonderful conversation. We could keep going forever, forever, honestly. And this is why we're best friends. I know. (laughs) But is there anything else that is on your heart that feels important to say? Yeah, I think, I think whoever's listening to this right now, just like be okay with not having all the answers right now. Like be okay with not having it figured out. Just be okay with that. Like I've said this a million times, but like if you allow yourself to want what you want, that's enough. You know, I mean, you may have this idea of how you think your life is going to go, but what if you just right now, like closed your eyes and put a hand on your heart and said like, I'm open to an easier way. That is so powerful. 
I mean, if you just did that with any area of your life, even right now, like, you know, I, I think surrender is so powerful and it's not letting go. Surrender is like, that's actually like choosing to let like something bigger than you take the wheel. And I think that that's like, that goes beyond just like letting go. Beautiful. We'll just drop the mic there. Drop it, baby. Thanks for being on.